1: It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth, financial literacy educator and speaker, entrepreneur, and chairman of the board of Bank Information. Take charge of your financial future with Your Personal Bank. Now, here's Ference Toth.
2: Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show, and today I have some very special guests. Uh, those of you that have been listening to the show know that I have been talking about gosh, for the last couple of years about getting involved because a lot of people ask me all this uh, this question all the time. You know, this is a financial show. Why am I talking about politics or the government or these other things? And one of the things I share all the time, as you know, is economic freedoms are part of our freedoms as citizens of this country. And our economic freedoms are tied to all of our freedoms and are as important as any other. So I believe... There's no question that the government has been interfering in our lives on an unprecedented level, particularly over the last couple of years. And I've been saying, look, we can't just ignore what's going on. We, can't, we have to get involved, do something. Otherwise, we're just going to lose our freedoms. So today I have two uh, ladies who I have found uh, incredibly inspiring And they're doing some stuff that I think is incredibly awesome. And so I've invited uh, Barbara and Corky to join us today. And they are with, uh, their group is the Grassroots Grandmas. So Barbara, Corky, welcome to the program. Thank you.
3: Thank you for having us.
2: So I guess the first thing I should bring up with both of you is, what is Grassroots
4: Grandmas? Grassroots Grandmas is just two ladies who have... 15 or 16 grandchildren between us, saw what was happening with our country about 15 or 20 years ago. I found a... I started studying the Constitution personally, and I found a saying that said, our Constitution was made for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate for that of any other. We cannot... John Adams said that. And we cannot legislate we can't make enough laws to make people good good happens and it starts with the family anyway we got together and decided we want to help make our country better because it seemed to be falling apart that's really
3: awesome right. yeah i think we originally started with the tea party movement which was what 18 years ago now maybe i'm loose track of time but and we met And uh, we actually formed a tea party that met at my house once a month for about a year when we discovered we were just meeting to be meeting, and we're both doers. And we said, we got to stop just meeting to be meeting. We have to accomplish something. And we looked at all the problems that existed out there and decided we had to focus on one, and so we chose education because we said... If we don't start educating our children, learning about their history and learning about, for example, finances and even how finances work, it won't matter how many Donald Trumps you have as presidents, the best presidents out there, won't matter if we don't save our educational system. And so we began to focus on that. Uh, From the Tea Party, we moved into our legislative district, became involved, became precinct committeemen, got involved with our district, and... uh, The first primary we were a part of, we realized we're not to take sides as part of an LD legislative district, but we as individuals um, could participate. And we realized in this particular election, I think it was back in 2014, that whoever won the primaries would win probably the general election. And so we decided— And I don't mean to
2: interrupt you, Corky, but that's actually something—well, two things you you just said is, one— like you said, you were meet initially meeting to be meeting, and I see so many people in groups that are, you know, they have good intentions, but they're not, they don't seem to be like getting a lot of traction. That's why I invited you to the show because I love what you're doing. But then, secondly, um, like you said, you started in the education, and i think uh, barbara don't you you have an education background is that correct
3: i don't actually corky, oh, corky does do. oh yeah you. Okay. she's a she 's a teacher yeah. Ah. yeah i'm a retired teacher now, but taught for many years okay i 'm on and a school board now Ah. i 'm on a, a
4: westmac yeah. school board
3: um, and, and and I was
2: going to say Corky, again not wanting to interrupt you, but I learned from from you about the whole point of getting involved early in the primaries because I didn't know this, and I think a lot of people don't, that the party, the Republican Party, for example, just supports whoever wins the primary, which kind of makes sense. But that's why we get so many rhinos and establishment mm-hmm. types because you know they have a name recognition or whatever, for example. If you want to make a difference, you really need to support a candidate in the primary that you like.
3: Well, that's exactly correct. And when we actually got involved at the primary level, is when we discovered we had to have a name. And so it was just the two of us, and so we came up with it. Well, we're the grassroots grandmas. We're all about our grandkids. And uh, it just has stuck in that first year in the primary. She and I, Barbara and I, would get up about 4 in the morning, daylight come, and we would be out hitting our our um, neighborhoods um, in about two or three precincts. And we delivered about 2,000, 3,000 of our um, slates on doors um, That first primary season We would just work from 5 o'clock In the morning oh, wow. until, until it about got eight. hot About 8
4: Now when you say a
2: slate These were candidates that you Were we, recommending or were Yes we,
3: we chose our slate um, okay. and, uh, and, uh, and we put on it At the bottom of
4: it It has nothing to do with a legislative district It only is the grassroots grandma's And it's paid for By the grassroots grandma's and we're we're recommending who we're endorsing that we have checked them out to the best we can. And here's our phone numbers. And I think that's a big part of why it was successful yes. because the phone calls were fabulous. Mm-hmm. So nobody and was the,
2: like paying you or, you know, no. We it was just, just you, the two of you saying, hey, we like this candidate, we're going to, these candidates. Yeah. We're
3: it was this. an idea we came up on our own. That's and awesome. We just got out there. Like I said, we're doers. And so we got right. out there and did it. Um, at a, a picnic, uh, About a month later, one of the candidates running held up our golden ticket and said, uh, kind of flashed it to everybody, and said, these things are golden (laughs) and um, loved the idea, hence the name the golden ticket. He he basically named it that. We just picked gold paper out of just a fluke just to print them. And, of course, the rest is history because we now distribute these in the general election. In RLD, I think we got out between 30 and thirty-five. I think it was 45,000 000, the oh, last 40, election. 40,000 wow. of these on doors. What is key to this is that it remains grassroots. If they right. see it's from the Republican Party or any group, um, it doesn't carry weight. It carries weight. We keep our phone numbers on there, and we distribute them. And the most important thing is that people know who's at the top of the ticket, but they don't know anybody on the bottom of the ticket. And I was raised in a political family, talked politics around the kitchen table growing up. So I always voted, but up until Obama was elected, and i so fearful when he said he was going to fundamentally change our country and redistribute the wealth that I knew I had to get far more involved than just going to the polls on election day and voting and um so you
2: were one of the early ones out there that saw this winds of change coming. oh
3: yes uh, right I both noticed. Were. we both were and um and so I was one of these that would go to vote and go, well, I like the name of that person, that sounds good, and i vote for him. <laughs> Even though I had been raised to be politically aware, I wasn't, right. and most people aren't. Right. And so the key to this success is right down to uh, school board, city council, um, other positions. Constable. constable positions that really are important in our life, sometimes more important than those positions higher on the ticket that we've made people aware of and uh, that's i think the most important part of this golden ticket now and it's it's amazing how popular it's become well yes
4: because
2: it's like you i liked what you said it's it's really what the both of you based on your belief system and all who you feel is a good candidate Mm -hmm. and i think i know one or one or both of you said that to me we had dinner and we talked and and folks you're gonna you're starting to understand why i asked them to join because you're not trying to raise money. You're not trying to do it. You're just trying to provide a service and help people who are busy like me, who mm-hmm. want to vote for the right candidate the, that follows up, but doesn't have time to do all the due diligence.
4: Well, while we were waiting to come in here, yes, we got a call from a friend of mine who said... Where is your slate? I'm waiting for it, and I have friends that are waiting, too. So we're not real ticky. <laughs> so <laughs> we sit in the car, and Corky finally got it sent out to this friend so that That's they can. Awesome. One, of,
3: one of my slates last week, I got a phone call, and so I sent it to her. She happened to be in Yugoslavia. Wow. She got it in Yugoslavia and then sent it back here to the United States to Peoria, Peoria, Arizona, to her friends. So the ticket went all the way across the ocean and back again. Yeah, there and I know. had one
4: from Colorado. They're on vacation yeah. in Colorado and said, my neighbor just called and she needs the ticket.
2: Absolutely. So, yeah. so like you said, it's a grassroots effort. Mm-hmm. And I think, I agree, that's that's the real strength here and what needs it. So what, um, what legislative districts are you focusing on on this upcoming election,
3: well, we're in. We are now in legislative district twenty-eight. We were in twenty-two, and so we've some of our representatives naturally have changed with mm-hmm. it. So we focus on our legislative district. Now which, what area does that your your district cover? Um, well, roughly. it's it's up in the Peoria Sun City West. Okay. Area basically, yeah.
4: Kind of, it goes from Thunderbird, I think, all the way up to Anthem. And then the Sun Cities, I so don't. If somebody was in st-
2: the legislative district twenty eight, and so that's like Peoria, Sun City, and vicinities. And they were interested in getting a uh, your slate to who to vote for. Um, how would they contact you?
4: Call us. What's your yes. number? Six zero two nine nine nine
3: seven. Four four five.
2: One more time, Corky. Ah,
3: uh, mine is six zero two two nine zero three
2: four one five. Folks, uh, I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned in the next segments because I've got Barbara and Corky with us today. Hopefully, we'll have uh, we'll get them to ch- stay the whole show because I just again I truly love what they're doing. Uh, a good friend of mine who's a precinct committee person now also introduced me to them. This is a gentleman that I Rick, who I've known a long time he was was in my wedding 20 something years ago so (laughs) (laughs) we've known each other a long time and he said you need to meet these two ladies and he was so right and I said you know what after meeting him I said ladies I need to get you on the radio show and share what you're doing out there maybe you'll inspire some others and we're going to talk about that in the next segment as we come up uh, about the things that you're doing and maybe some of the things that somebody who wants to get involved or help or start something similar in their district what they could do. So again, I'm really gonna encourage you to stay tuned on this, and I'm just gonna finish with this thought because our time's coming up for this segment is, again, if you've listened to this show, you've known roughly about two years ago, I was really down, I was really frustrated about the direction of our country, and it's people like Barbara and Corky that inspire me every week and help me realize that all is not lost, We can win this battle. We just got to get in the fight. And so I'm just going to encourage you to do so. And last before we go, if you need assistance on uh, your financial situation to weather this economic
1: hurricane we're in, contact me at yourpersonalbank.com. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact parents at yourpersonalbank.com. back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth.
2: Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. And today we have some very special guests, the grassroots grandmas. Uh, if you missed the first segment, I'm really going to tell you, <laughs> these, are, these are two ladies that have inspired me in a big way in terms of getting involved and in making a difference for the better of our country. And so if you missed what we were talking about, what they are all about, Go to yourpersonalbank.com. You can listen to this or any of the previously recorded shows anytime you want. But Barbara and Corky, uh, thank you for joining us on the program. Welcome again to the Your Personal Bank Show.
3: Well, thank you again for having us.
2: So during the break, <laughs> uh, we were talking about how they're focused on these, this slate of candidates. These are the candidates that you've done the due diligence on that you, two of you personally, not through and no other indor, no other influence, so to speak, these are candidates that you recommend or endorse. And you mentioned you focus on Legislative District 28, which is Peoria, Sun City area-ish. But you also uh, endorse candidates outside of your district. So what are Mm -hmm. some of those candidates maybe outside the district? Then we'll get back into your district.
4: Well, I think you have to kind of go back in time. And there's been some issues down at the legislation in the House and the Senate that we physically have gone down there. Okay. To push our issue. So we've gotten to know people who are outside of LD twenty eight, of course, now with the new lines we had. Um, a couple of years ago there was Nancy Bartow was running against an incumbent Hmm. in the Senate. Okay. And the incumbent that she was running against, Heather Carter, voted totally with the Democrats all the time. Hmm. And she Nancy was the one that needed to win and she needed to win in the primary. I see. We got a call from a person who lived in that precinct, in that district, and asked us if the Grassroots Grandmas would endorse Nancy. Well, we knew Nancy because of prior Dealing issues. Dealing with her. Right. Yeah, we had been down there. Right. And we had no problem with it. So what we did is we wrote up, uh, you know, please support these conservative people. And this is the Grassroots Grandmas asking you to. Here's our phone numbers. We'll tell you why. Nancy Bartow and we wrote the rest of the other two names on it too and then we went to the printers got them printed I mean we put this in the computer (laughs) we design it we take it to the printer this is very grassroots yeah (laughs) the printer printed them and we delivered it to her campaign headquarters now they delivered them sure and she did win in the primary. And wow. it was a really tight race. And a couple of people called up and said, I think it was the grassroots <laughs> you <laughs> endorsement. You pushed her over, helped push her over. Who knows, <laughs> you know. But
2: I was gonna ask you this too, I didn't, it, but I think you had mentioned to me, I think in the last election or two, you've had some extraordinary success on many of these candidates you've endorsed. Um, you know, roughly mm-hmm. how many of them that you endorse end up winning? Any idea?
3: I would say eighty percent. Wow. Would you say, Barbara? I think quite a few. We we do make mistakes now and then and we admit it if Certainly. we they said, Hey, that no that powerful. candidate that candidate yeah. fooled us. Mm. He was not truthful, told right. us things and, and we chose to believe him. It
4: happens. But that's
3: that's politics. And <laughs> so we do sometimes make mistakes and people let us know if we did, and we say, Hey, Next time, hopefully we do a better job this yeah. this this primary i'll have to admit um was one of the hardest primaries we've worked on mm. because you have a lot of good candidates right. and it's really hard sometimes you you like both candidates so right um, in fact, Barbara, you can tell us she was right up to the printer. Printing these out last week, and she got a phone call, and she was back. She stopped the printing back in the car. I was sitting in the parking oh. lot at Office Max.
2: <laughs> oh, getting ready to print for a. Certain and they were, and they
3: started printing, and I
4: called them, said stop.
2: Oh wow, because some something.
4: I had to get a confirm. I had to get a commitment from one of the candidates.
2: I see. Yeah, I imagine um, it, it, is it probably took about an hour and a half on about, the phone. I imagine it is probably difficult, particularly this this season, because there's no question. The Republicans have the wind in their and wind in their sails, so a lot of people are running, seeing there's op- great opportunity.
3: Yes, so you probably
2: do yes. are, have a flood of good candidates dealing with right now.
3: We do, and um, and that's why you it's so hard to endorse as a legislative district in the primary, right? And and why we don't do that because you are pitting one good Republican against another, and right. Uh, My biggest beef about the Republican Party is that we eat our own, and uh, we do such a good job of it. And our primary is so close to our general election that by the time your your candidate, if they win, has just a short amount of period to try to raise a lot of money and go up against all the – Lies and exaggerations yep. made about him by fellow Republicans, and right. I don't know. I wish there was a way to stop that, but I, I don't know if there is. But <laughs> well,
2: and then you addressed um, one of the, uh, Barbara. I think addressed one of the other issues that I think most vote folks who do vote Republican. I know this is a personal uh, beef of mine for decades. Is is you get these people who are the rhinos, like you said the one who mm-hmm. run as a Republican and then vote ninety or one hundred eighty, ninety, hundred percent liberal. Or Democrat, right. so yeah. they're literally right, Republicans in name only.
4: Right, and in all fairness to the people out there, two things: I thank people for running, even if yeah. I'm not supporting them. Sure. I, they're running; they're putting right. their name out there; they they're are. putting their heart out there. And then to the people who vote, and thank you for voting. I, I wish that they would sometimes look into the people that they're voting for a little more thoroughly but they're busy right they've got jobs they've got families they go to church they go to soccer games and all of a sudden they see signs up and go oh election i will study it and then they you know good well we're hoping that these golden tickets help them with that
2: decision and barbara i I told you this and i've said that repeated this uh, up until a couple of years ago, I was not politically active. The people that listen to the show mm-hmm. are surprised now, <laughs> <laughs> and I say, "Well, the COVID shutdowns when they shut down small business—that was my trigger because I'm a small—I'm an entrepreneur. I've been for almost 30 mm-hmm. years, and that hit home. And I said, for a lot of people, there's a trigger, right? Something, right? Yeah. But prior to that, yeah, I would uh, usually I would I was raising my family, doing my business, career, all that." And then the, uh, usually the presidential uh, debates would start coming out. I'd watch those, mm-hmm. start paying attention, try to figure out a little bit more what I could, and then vote. And you're right, all the judges and all these other things. I had no clue who these people are. Yeah, so- <laughs> Ironically, so I love what you do.
4: entrepreneur, is, this is yes. ironic, because Corky's got three children. They're all entrepreneurs. I have two. They're entrepreneurs. So we know what it's like to meet a payroll Oh, yeah. And we'll worry about meeting that payroll and not taking the money, I mean, building up the business. And then we had this crash in 2000. Nine that basically set everybody back, but away we go. We we did
3: it again,
2: right. right? And we're and here we go again with inflation, that, right?
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, but anyway, go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to add both Barbara and I were extremely involved in our whole election integrity oh. issues, and we canvassed for ten months, mm-hmm. worked the audits, count helped count those what two million votes, right. so very much involved and feel that if we don't solve this problem with election integrity and right. make sure our elections are fair and honest, nothing we do will matter. Right. So that's one of our first criteria in looking for candidates or, when we were vetting them right. is, do you believe there was election fraud? Mm-hmm. And um, what are you willing to fight for and, and do about it? So that right. was a big part of, of vetting. Um, that for, was our us, number one this,
2: question. Number one. There's no question. The last last particularly have been for a long time, but the last cycle was certainly messy. We're gonna and there's a lot of things that need to be cleaned up, and there's some good news on that front too. So mm-hmm. that's been encouraging. I'm gonna encourage folks stay tuned in the next uh, segment with uh, Barbara and Corky because we're gonna we ha- we were gonna share some candidates are endorsing, <laughs> but I guess maybe we'll do that in the next segment. So we'll we'll get there. So stay tuned, and if you need to contact me to. Um, navigate this uh,
1: financial hurricane yourpersonalbank.com For more information on your personal bank feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com Back to the your personal bank show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the your
2: personal Bank show and we've got a very special one with some very special guests the grassroots grandmas. Uh, As I've been stating, these are two ladies who have truly inspired me in terms of, like Corky said, they're doers. And so, like they were sharing, they're out there uh, basically meeting these candidates, doing the due diligence, finding out what's going on, supporting them, creating this slate of candidates, the golden ticket, as you Mm -hmm. shared before. But you're also, I understand, doing meet and greets. So tell us about
4: that. In our spare time. (laughs) Um, Well, it keeps us out of the rocking chair. But... We have, like, for instance, I've got a copy of a flyer here. We had a meet-and-greet for Sherry Sapir, who's running for Superintendent of Public Instructions. We've had them for Mark Fincham. We've had them for Jason Beck. We've had them for... So
2: what is a meet-and-greet?
3: A meet-and-greet is holding an event, usually in your home, in the neighborhood, inviting all your neighbors to come and meet the candidates, the candidates... You might have just one candidate or maybe up to three or four candidates that come. We put flyers out on the doors in the neighborhood telling them about the event. And uh, so the neighbors get to come and actually visit, meet personally each candidate, look them right in the eye, ask them any questions they would like to ask them. The candidates will give their little five-minute uh, spiel unless it's Jason Beck and he usually goes an hour and, uh, <laughs> Jason's going to be a great now candidate now Jason, for Jason run, what's,
2: he, what's he running for? he's oh. running
3: for mayor of Peoria ah, and a okay. great great candidate um, and I've, we've had many people come to the meet and greet supporting the other candidate and they meet Jason, and they it's, take a sign and go home, and, and they so. change. So, uh, but that's the advantage of being able to talk, meet yes. with them.
4: And one of the moment. first ones we had was at your daughter's house. There yes. was over 100 people, wow. and guess who they had there? Carrie Lake.
2: Carrie Lake, wow. Yes.
4: She was fabulous. I heard an interview
2: about, from her a day or two ago. I was impressed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, do you have some like, meet and greets coming up? At this um, point or no?
3: Yes, um, there so, is.
2: So, if somebody was interested in attending one of your upcoming meet and greets, mm-hmm. how would they f- uh, find out about it?
3: Uh, well, right now, probably call, call that us. same okay. number. Uh, um, give us a number. Again. Okay, my number is 602 290 3415. These, not only do we hold them personally, but we recruit people to hold them so there's several coming up not in our homes right. but in other homes in the and neighborhood. And if somebody right. had
2: a candidate that you all agreed on that was a good candidate and they wanted to hold a meet and greet and get some advice from Oh another. yeah, perfect. And Call. what's your barber's number? In fact, that's
4: I've got one. My <laughs> telephone number is 602-999-7445 there's one coming up on the 29th that i have in the book and it's exactly what you said someone contacted me because they had been at another one and said Mm -hmm. i want to hold one at my house excellent so i've got um sherry Sapir coming to that one plus two school board candidates and like on our slates right now for the primary and we've had other people say well i don't agree with your slate i said well do your own
2: there
4: you go you know and that's fine so this year we're finding out that there's a lot of slates out there i love it i (laughs) love it because people are getting out there you not only yeah you can endorse these people and you can vet them and you can like them but you have to think can they win right so that's another thing you have to throw in that vetting process i mean there might be some on here that we would have preferred another candidate but logic says no. Nope, we're going to go with this one.
2: Well, those of you that are listening to the show know the last show. I have a follow-up interview with Blake Masters, who's uh, the Republican candidate for U.S. Senate from Arizona, and we even that dinner had some discussions about who we were. I was I liked Blake. I've met him and now a couple of times mm-hmm. and interviewed him. You liked Jim LeMon. I know at the mm-hmm. time, um, I did too. I liked their positions, but like you said, I felt like. Everything being equal, I felt like Blake had just the slight edge. Now he has a Trump endorsement. Blake does. And I think I may be wrong. I don't know. But that probably Mm -hmm. gives him a he in the polls. He is leading now. And that probably is helping him be the front runner. And like you said, I like both. I I would be okay with either one.
3: Well, I but I
2: wanted to I wanted to back what I thought would probably be the winning horse. Yeah. Right. And yeah. we can all disagree on that, no. but that was my No, and opinion. and we
3: agree that's basically I think yeah. where we're coming from and right. of course we absolutely love Trump and sure. but we don't always agree with Tr- right. President Trump 100% of the time and this right. is one we were sure. on board with Jim Layman right. from the beginning um and we're still sticking with him. Sure. But um But I'd be okay the, with you one the ba- ba- frankly. Exactly. The the bottom line <laughs> is we got to beat Mark Kelly. Yeah. no doubt, and so and and we do. <laughs> we have we have people that no, they're going to stick with masters. We're going to stick with yeah. laymen. So that's right. one of them. We only had a few, but generally speaking, well, we also everyone... don't
2: want. Uh, what's the other one? The rhino.
3: Yeah, that's the one we don't
2: want to win the primary, right? Right.
3: But even if he were to win, (laughs) he'd still still be be better than... Oh, no um, question. Yeah. So. (laughs) But um, we absolutely love Carrie Lake. And because education is our main goal, we love her education policy. And we tell everybody, go onto her site, carrielake.com. Listen to her interviews, read her policies, and we're just Again. awesome.
2: Well, I'm going to have to uh, cut you off from a hard break. We're going to come yep. back
1: next segment, so I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned. we got more, more from the grassroots grandma, so don't miss it. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Parents at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth.
2: Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. And uh, we've got a very special show with some very special guests, the grassroots grandmas. And I'm going to say again, uh, if you've missed uh, any parts of the previous parts of this show, it's very encouraging, very inspiring for anybody. that's If you're frustrated about the direction of this country, you need to listen to what Barbara and Corky are doing. So I'm going to tell you, go to the YourPersonalBank.com website. You can listen to this or any of the previously recorded shows. They all have topics. Go back and listen to the rest of this interview. But again, Barbara and Corky, thank you for joining us today. And um, I kind of interrupted Corky. We came out last time on a hard, set, uh, hard break. So I'm going to let you finish your thought.
3: Okay. Well, I was telling you how much we like Carrie Lake. I okay. think she'd make a great governor. And I often I mean, say... I would say why. Uh, Because she'll be a governor of the people. Okay. And uh, whereas other governors running, one in particular, would be, I think, a governor of special interest. Mm. That's probably the biggest difference right there. Um, We love her policy, especially her education policy, because that's what I had told you earlier, both Barbara and I have focused on. And um, she's a doer. She really is a doer, and And that's what we like. She's one of the biggest things
4: and I don't mean to interrupt you Corky That's okay. but is that we like Corky was saying earlier we voted we worked almost a year on voter integrity issues after right. the election. We were actually at the meeting when Mark Fincham had to rent out the Hyatt and Rudy Giuliani came to town that was November 30th of 2020. And we've been involved in it since that day, for a year. And every time we go to something that has to do with the voter integrity or the bills that we're trying to pass or the reports that are coming out like 2,000 Mules and Rigged, Carrie Lake is there. She has, she maybe, you know, people say, well, she has doesn't have business background. She has educated herself on everything since the day she decided she was going to run for governor, and believe me, she's a fast learner. She uh, she's fantastic. That's awesome. I, I, I really support her.
2: Well, since you brought up the uh, the voter integrity stuff, what are some of the things that you two think need to happen to fix this so we don't have us? What you, what would you like to see happen to prevent this from happening yeah. again?
3: Well, we don't want election month. We want election day, <laughs> okay. Amen. you know, and um, <laughs> holiday. Yeah, and make it a holiday <laughs> if you need to, so everybody okay. gets out to out to vote. We want smaller precincts, so you vote in your precinct, mm-hmm. and vote by paper. They all say it's impossible, but we've heard from too many; it is very possible. Okay. Um, and um, so you know, of course, voter ID huge. Um, help me out, Barbara. One day, voter ID ballot,
4: no mail-in ballots. The only mail-in ballots that will be legal, as far as I'm concerned, if I get to set this law, is absentee. And in order to do an absentee ballot, you have to send a written letter in the snail mail to the recording office and say, hi, I'm Barbara Wiley, and I'm away at college in Utah. I would like my ballot mailed here you have to request even though i live at here right and then they will send your ballot there so when i was in the
2: army we did that
4: right and those are fine And it worked fine but there's a trail on it right they have a letter there saying okay here's the signature we know who it is right that's okay but not this mass mail out i mean we were knocking on doors i'll just give you one sample of one conversation quick sure i knock on the door And a person answers the door. I move back six feet to be respectful at the time. And I said, hi, I'm Barbara Wiley. I'm a volunteer, and this is my friend Corky. She also volunteers. And we are making sure that the people listed on this voter registration list match your address, 1234 West State. Mm -hmm. At your address, we have a Tom, Dick, Harry, and Sally. Mm -hmm. And this man looks at us and says... Ma'am, I'm Tom, and I am a registered voter. I got my ballot in the mail. I voted. I also got those other three ballots in the mail. I don't know who those people are, and I shredded them. Right. And you are guardian angels for doing what you're doing. Right, because
2: he, he wrote up in four ballots.
3: Right. And then he also proceeded to fill out an affidavit for us, so we were right. able— Mm -hmm. So many homes that we came across were like this, and people filed affidavits because they're upset. They're upset to know that people are registered to vote at their home and either haven't lived there for years or never lived there. And that brings to the other thing we need to fix is our voter registration rolls. They are totally a mess, and we need to get rid of the system called the ERIC system. We need to um what is the eric re- system well it 's a way that they can supposedly track um, voters, registered voters, and if they move to another state there's a lot of
4: states that are in this system, and it 's archaic i, I mean see. it, it 's technology which we 're not you know big right. on that, but it's all these states, and then they 're trying to keep track, okay, if somebody lives in Phoenix and then they move to chicago they 're supposed to come off the rolls it doesn 't happen. Hmm. It's just – it's crazy.
2: Well, in your situation, you, you brought up, Barbara. The reality is the the other people were probably folks that did live at they that house previ- previously, and may. it's just never been updated. And mm-hmm. this is a discussion, quote-unquote, argument I've had with many people where they say, well, mail-in ballot. I said, no, what you need to understand is there's a difference between, like you said, an absentee ballot where somebody requests a ballot because they're in the military or in college right. or whatever, and they're, they're, they're a legitimate voter, but they happen to be mm-hmm. out of state for that reason – Versus just blanket mailing ballots, truly, that just opens up the potential for a mess. Yeah, even and, if and, there's yeah. no fraud, it's still just yeah. a mess. And, and of so, course, this last which election, which dilutes all our votes,
3: exactly. In this last election, especially in other states, but ours as well, mm-hmm. all kinds of mail-in ballots went out everywhere randomly. Yeah, so the fraud that was yeah. rampant, You're right? And and we know that I. I don't understand. You register your car every year, right? right? So why don't you re-register to vote maybe every two years? And you just re-register. It could be a simple five-minute procedure that Mm -hmm. you do, and that way it cleans up all the rolls pretty quickly. I mean, to me, it would be a simple fix. Well,
2: that's too common sense, Corky. (laughs) Way (laughs) too common sense. (laughs) Yeah, way too. I mean, and it's it's not politically advantageous for certain folks. And if it was, it would be – if, yeah. if it was yeah. important was it was it thomas soul i repeat this all the time yeah. we all know politicians have three priorities to get elected to get reelected, and every other priority well far below the first two
1: <laughs> <laughs> right that's <Right. laughs> true right? True. all
2: right so uh so if somebody wants to get involved to he- either help you out maybe do a meet and greet get some advice or maybe or get know, our golden ticket get your golden ticket or any of those things where could they reach you to do that, to get
3: this information Again, um my phone is six zero two two nine zero three four one five. My email, they can email me, it's all lowercase corky, C O R K Y Haynes, H A Y N E S, the number four at gmail dot com.
2: And Barbara, your contact info.
3: Mine is six oh two nine nine nine
4: seven four four five. And the email is B. T is in Therese W Y L L I E seven, the number seven, at gmail.com.
2: And folks, if you do reach out, you're gonna get a hold of Corky or Barbara. I mean it's true. It's them. And so if you miss that contact information, I'm just gonna tell you go to your personal com. go back to this interview. It'll be the grassroots grandmas, Barbara and Corky. And you can listen to this segment and get the contact information or reach out to me at yourpersonalbank.com and I'll get you their contact info. Are there any um, Are there any other kind of ideas, candidates, anything else you want to share? We've got a few minutes well, left.
3: Um. We really think you could have a great team with Sherry Sapir in uh, our uh, state superintendent of schools, and then we have two great candidates in the Peoria School District, which um, we're hoping to get elected. I would um, uh, Devin uh, Updegraff Day and Heather Rooks are running for school board. Um, They will be instrumental in hopefully turning. Helping to turn our schools around. And, and we need this in every single school district. So do. I would say you want to get involved, start there because that's probably the most important. School boards. Is school boards. And I am on a school board. With. And it's Sherry um, Shapir. He said. Sherry Shapir, oh my gosh. I mean, she even talked schools, about bringing right. in Hillsdale curriculum. How great wow. would that be? <laughs> I mean, <Wow. laughs> yes. For that um, would be it, through it, the entire
2: it, state, right? Oh, yes, yes.
3: yes. Um, wow. She is excellent. Um, I, I just say, what a team. If uh, We love Mark Fincham because he's been from the get-go yep. uh, on this whole election integrity. He knows so much. He's traveled throughout the United States working with other secretaries of states to, to get on top of this.
2: Now, that would be for Ar- Sec- Arizona That would be for
3: Secretary of State. Mark Fincham, mm-hmm. okay. Uh-huh. Lots of great attorneys for Arizona. Attorney General, and mm-hmm. we did go back and forth, well, you know, we have supported several of them we've ended up going with um abe hamada um Abraham oh, hamada. yeah okay. uh and um because we think they could make a great team hmm. in uh, approaching everything from election integrity to a border problems to everything else right. so and then with sherry sapir i mean if you, if you had that team wow watch Arizona just flourish. Oh, I we'll mean, have the best educational system in the United States of America. Yeah. And then with it,
2: the new, I, I saw that they just law?
4: passed yeah. with the, uh, yeah.
2: oh, what's it called? Uh,
4: the ESA.
2: Yeah, it's where, you know. the Education savings accounts. Right, so parents can send their kids to wherever they want in right. Arizona. Uh,
3: well, yeah. and we'll then the state federal
4: well, legislation, too, changed
3: it so that the, the funds can go to private schools.
4: Right, I saw that.
3: That's great. Yes. Yeah.
2: That is awesome.
3: So we have the chance here in Arizona to set all kinds of trends from being the first state to ever audit an election. Right. You know, to, um, I think, our, weren't we last election? I think the, the state that had the, the biggest flat tax of any state in the country mm-hmm. um, last election season. Now this, we've got our, our school you know, where the money follows the kids.
2: Right. Um, oh, so we're set,
3: you know, setting a lot of trends, and I can't think of anybody better to lead us to f- continue with these trends would be Kerry um, Lake at the helm. Mark so Fincham.
2: Folks, so, folks, if you haven't yeah. heard, they like Kerry Lake for, for <laughs> governor of Arizona. Uh, yeah. But, but and, that would uh, you're, you're right. That would be awesome because uh, you be. know if Arizona really took off and started really thriving – there's a lot of other places would we'll say, hey, what are they doing to start copying?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, competition is good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we worked with Liz Harris, who uh, headed up the whole canvassing, and her motto was let let Arizona be the first domino to fall. There you and, go. And that was, uh, and we still could be. Yeah. Uh, there are others now. Wisconsin <laughs> right now is uh, the Spring Court decision. Spring I Spring Court, excited yeah, about but. Um,
2: yeah, no, yeah, no drop
3: boxes, right? Yes. we have that's t- awesome yeah oh in Wisconsin, in Wisconsin. Yes. Yeah. yes yeah we still have them here not we much do. has changed that's the other thing mm-hmm. I would stress um get involved uh, for poll watching yep and observe you know sign how, up
2: how would somebody do that so if they're interested in poll watching or something again we'll
3: they
4: can call us cuz okay.
3: we have this the training that they have to yeah. go for a little training it's not hard yeah. and, and they're having uh, i think great deal of success i'm hearing lots of people are calling they want to get involved and uh, can be trained you know to be poll watchers i think they've got enough poll and workers and i did I'm i have sure. had
4: had a couple people recently say I am involved now, and I wish I would have done this years ago, but I had no clue on how to do it. Right. And people do say that even still today. And when they say, well, what would I have to do if I get involved? I said the best way to start, the first thing to do is find out what legislative district you live in. Right. If you picture the state of Arizona, the state of Arizona has 30 legislative districts. So you can just break it up however you want. We live in the L Legislative District 28. Mm-hmm. Find out what legislative district you're in. Find out when they meet and go to those meeting once, meetings once a month. They're usually about three hours long. You, will get, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to introduce just yourself. To you don't have to do anything. You can just sit there and observe and find out who the players are and where, where you can fit. And well, that's kind of what Corky and I did. We sat Barbara, back, looked. Barbara,
2: Corky, it's been a pleasure. It's been inspiring. Um, I'm excited about the future for our state and this country based on people like you.
4: Thank you. Thank you.
2: I'm going to say the last thing I'll leave with. If you want to have assistance, help on navigating this
1: economic, economic hurricane, tsunami we're in, call me or contact me at yourpersonalbank.com. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ferentz at yourpersonalbank.com. This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guest on this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Products and writers may have limitations and may not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Compare when considering a replacement. Dividend rates and bakeline of credit rates may change. Contact yourpersonalbank.com for current rates.